So, good morning. Uh, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Pierre. I go here part-time, and my home congregation is the Midway Church of Christ in Clay County, Alabama, all the way down there. So, I'm so honored that Austin gave me the opportunity to speak to y'all this morning. When he asked me to preach, I was thinking of a lesson to come up with, and, hmm, if I were to include elements of my personal life, it would be on leadership. Now, Ms. Jones and Bryant knows from Gaston City High School, I'm the battalion commander of the JRTC program there. And uh, with that position comes great, great leadership and responsibility. And I love my job at, at high school, and part of that job that I love is telling people what to do. <laughs> So uh, I was thinking of going back in the Old Testament and looking at some key figures, some key characters in the Bible that possesses great leadership. And I started to go back all the way to the prophet uh, Noah. Okay, so Noah will be the first person that we look at this morning. And uh, those of you that know about Noah, you know the story, but we're gonna recap, okay? So we can, we can read about Noah's account in Genesis chapter six, verses five through nine, and many verses uh, preceding that and before that. But the Bible reads, and God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth, that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually, and it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart and the Lord said I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air for it repenteth me that I have made for them but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord these are the generations of Noah Noah was just a man and a perfect of his generations and Noah Walk with God. So based upon that reading, we can confer that Noah was a man of God. He was a man of respect. He was obedient. And we know that the world was just so full of sin years after the creation. And God ultimately decided to destroy the earth by water. And uh, Noah, well, God told Noah to build an ark uh, and I got to tell y'all, and he preached so many years telling people that it was going to rain, but if you're just sitting there like 120 years telling people it's going to rain, I don't know if I'm going to believe you or not. <laughs> but uh, he did. He preached. And one key thing about Noah is that leaders, they always do what's right, even when they're alone. Even if we stand alone as Christians, if we, we are set apart, we're supposed to be set apart from everyone else. We stand out in a crowd. Christians, we do. And if we stand out, people are going to know what, what we're about and our business. And if we can reply to them, if they make an accusation about the Church of Christ, we ought to, on the fly, have a scripture to back that up. And as leaders, we ought to be prepared for those trials and tribulations that comes for us. 
Noah preached for years and no one listened. And we eventually read that God, he did destroy the world by water that time. But a key lesson from Noah is that we always have to be obedient and we have to listen and do what's right even if we stand alone. Now on Noah, the second person I wanna look at is Abraham. Now we know that Abraham was a man, he walked by faith. He was a man of God and, but firstly, before Isaac came along, he was set apart in a land in his father's house. And we can read about that in Genesis chapter 12, verses one through five. The Lord said, now the Lord said unto Abram, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee and I will make thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great and that shall be a blessing and I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So Abraham departed as the Lord spoken unto him and Lot went with him and Abram was 70 and five years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and their substance that they had gathered and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan and into the land of Canaan they came. Now upon that reading, we, we know that God told Abraham to leave his life that he had already built. You know, as leaders and as Christians, when we face challenges, when we face trials and tribulations, we don't know what the future holds. I mean, even today, Sunday, we don't know what Monday is gonna hold. We don't know Tuesday, Wednesday. We, we don't even know if the next hour is promised. God, you know, Jesus said he was gonna come like a thief in the night. We were talking about that, uh, I think last Wednesday, about being prepared, because we don't know when our time is coming. Anybody, time is not promised for us. And for God to tell Abraham to get out, just leave everything you know, to go into uncertainty, to go into uncertainty, that takes a lot of leadership to just leave everything that you've done to go. And the Lord said he blessed, he was gonna bless Abraham in verse three, and he eventually did. So one thing I take away from Abraham that leaders always welcome the unknown and uncertainty. The last person I wanna look at is none other than Jesus Christ himself. Now there are plenty of stories of Jesus and his time, but one story that stood out particularly to me was uh, his temptation in the desert. Now we can read about that in uh, Matthew chapter 4 verses 1 through 11. And when the devil tempted him, he was in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights. The Bible says, then Jesus led up, led up the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him into the holy city and setteth him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if thou be the son of God, cast thyself down. For it is written, he 
shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. And Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again the devil taketh him into an exceedingly high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world, and the glory in them. And said to him, All these things will I give thee, and thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Now, before Jesus left, he said, well, in the Bible, you know, we are, on, we are only on this earth a few days, and those days are full of trouble. I have to uh, refresh up on where that actually comes from, but I know it's in there somewhere. But these days are full of trouble. We are human, and especially as Christians, we are going to have temptations coming left, right, behind, and in front of us, and especially as young people. Because, church, I'll tell you something. It's hard being a Christian nowadays, being a young Christian, with the way the world is now, all of the sin, all of the killing, the drugs. It's, it's, it's sad. It's sad. But we have an avenue of salvation. We have an avenue of salvation. One thing I take away from the temptation is that Jesus trusted in God when things seemed hopeless. He trusted that God would deliver him, and he allowed himself to be tempted by the devil. He was hungry, he was thirsty. Any normal man would have given in, but not Jesus, but not Jesus. And as I bring my lesson to a close, how many veterans do we have in the audience this morning? Raise your hand. Okay, we have a few. So, you know, like facing movements like left face, right face, and about face. But I want to talk to you about one movement called about face. Now, an about face is where you turn 180 degrees to your rear, simply like that. Now, about that movement, I encourage you, when the devil comes for you, when the devil tries to tempt you and get a hold of you, always do an about face and go the other direction and resist the devil. Thank you so much, Rainbow, for this opportunity, and God bless.